0: Welcome to the Art of the Dive. Game Week 20 done. Game Week 25, a double on the way. Oh boy, it was an interesting game week for the hosts, especially Marco. Another calamity for me. But we roll on. Jake, how are you, buddy? Uh, I'm hanging in there. It's rough. just rough. Yeah, not a great game week for you?
1: No, not a great game week. Um, yesterday I was happy. <clears throat> I'm on overnights, which make these stupid midweek day games absolutely terrible. Uh, very hard to watch, but I got up to watch a little bit of the Arsenal Cardiff game and Manchester United game. Uh, I was like, I was pretty happy with all of my player results and everything, and uh, I paid for it. I just did not feel good yesterday at work, and then. Today, I just slept and was like, trust trust in Mo, right? And uh, he let me down. This is the first time Mo's let me down in a while. So.
0: I know. It's almost hard to like be mad at him with how great he has been recently, but still, it was pretty disappointing.
1: Yeah, it's it's almost like I imagine me having a kid who plays soccer and who's like usually really, really good, but he just has a terrible game, and it's just like a long car ride that you're with him, and you know neither of you know what to say you know
0: right and so you so you you tell him eventually that you don't love him anymore and (laughs) and and then you know he wants to stop for food and you say no and it's like an eight-hour car ride and he has to pee so you throw a bottle at him right like this is this is how that works right
1: (laughs) yeah yeah that's what i was thinking too (laughs) no not really but i mean yeah that's That's kind of how I felt at first, and I don't don't know, but... Okay,
0: well, now that we have that off our chest, we do have a lot to cover this week, Jake. Um, With Game Week 25, we've got some doubles coming in here, so City and Everton both have double Game Weeks here. Um, Most people are probably going to be focusing on City for that that double, Um, and so we wanted to talk, basically the first half of the pod, a little bit about managing this double game week we had already talked last week about holding a transfer going into this game week did you end up doing that
1: i did so i have two transfers um which is good but as we'll talk more and more about our teams you'll find that i have more and more to deal with which is great
0: yeah that is great I saved as well, so I think a lot of managers did, which is is definitely good practice um, going into this, uh, but it's definitely a trickier double game week than we're, we're really used to. Um, you know, normally it's it's pretty straightforward with double game weeks. You load up as on as many double game week players as you can, uh, and you just kind of hope to maximize your chances of getting points. Uh, unfortunately, this double game week is not looking so simple, so... I just wanted to uh, start by talking a little bit about chip strategy here. So some people have wild cards available. Some people, like you, uh, do not. Um, most people still have their free hits intact. We also have the triple captain to think about in this game week, which we'll be talking about. Um, bench boost, probably not coming into play in this game week. Uh, but the other chips all are things that people will be, be talking about. And, and Lane did send me a tweet. He said, I've, I've had a look over 30%... Uh, and I had a look, and over 30% of the top 10K have used at least one of the three chips that are remaining. And I'm sure it, it was around 15% that had used a wild card. It seemed high to me. Uh, maybe I'm wrong. Uh, I think going with the strategy, uh, we'll have gains purely on that. Oh, I see. So he was, he's kind of arguing that, like, sticking with this standardized strategy will provide an opportunity to move up because some people have already used chips um are you nervous jake i mean i kind of gave you a hard time the last couple weeks about using your wild card are you nervous about not having your wild card going forward here now that it's actually happening
1: i'm i'm not thrilled um i think part of the things that make me or my it's it's a Part of the reason I was like, I'm going to be okay is I did have a lot of Everton players, but Everton have looked atrocious. Um, And then got decided to get a red card. Uh, So that's completely useless for me. You know, I also was thinking that Man City goes against two, two relatively decent teams. But with the fact that they just lost to Newcastle, and the fact that both both Arsenal, Arsenal more so, but Everton as well, defensively aren't fantastic, it, it makes me worried that I have no Manchester City players, which recently hasn't been that bad for me. But now, with the double game week, it might really hurt.
0: Yeah, I mean, FPL Virgin wrote in as well, and he said most FPL experts agree that Jake is screwed and won't be able to navigate the blanks and doubles without his second wildcard. Would Jake consider paying for a personalized spreadsheet from ben krillin to somehow find his way through oh there's a ad shout for ben krillin so ben is the kind of the double game week guru for those that don't know uh he does most of his work on twitter but i think last year he started offering these or maybe this year these like personalized spreadsheets of like based off the players you have and the chips you have you can like pay him and he will send you a spreadsheet um, you can pay Jake and I. We'll send you. We'll send you a spreadsheet too. Maybe something <laughs> else special as well. You know?
1: Yeah. Uh, not sure if people would be super excited for what we would send them, but you know, they I definitely think it, could still try it.
0: I think that we'll send them a spreadsheet. It's literally just like a sheet like it's actually just a spreadsheet, there's like very little or no information on it. Just here you go. Just, Fill it out yourself,
1: like a, idiot. Just like a stick figure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's just a stick yeah, figure it's not a bad Jake. idea.
0: It's just a stick figure of you, Jake, like jerking off. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: perfect. <laughs> that's what everyone would, would want. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, I have my own spreadsheet, but that's not a bad idea because mine, mine's probably not quite up to par.
0: Yeah, that's a hundred percent true. Uh, okay, so let's just talk a little bit about what's going on. So I, I have there's like a lot of thoughts here, and they're a little bit scattered. Um, but I want to start by talking a little bit about Man City and the the option of picking up two Man City players or three for this double game week. Um, if you were going to pick, so so pick the litter, Jake. Any three city players. Uh, which three would you just, off the top of your head, no stats or anything, just who would you pick?
1: I'm tempted to say three offensive players because their defense has just been so atrocious. So I would definitely say uh, Aguero, Sterling, and then uh, probably Sané. Would be yeah. the three, but that's yeah. pretty. I mean, obviously, the the tricky thing is, and we'll talk about this, but like most people are not going to be able to afford that unless they do use a free hit or, I guess, a wild card.
0: Yeah the the other thing, yeah, nobody's going to be able to get there. I mean, with those mm-hmm. three players, so I agree with you. I think that the defense right now is a, a tough thing to invest in. Did you see that? Um, it like just came out this evening that Ederson. Uh, he got, I can't believe he suffered like a cut on his leg or his foot, a pretty bad one. And he's like a doubt now for this weekend.
1: No, I didn't even see that. So. Yeah. Just
0: like literally, I just read it before we started potting. So, I mean, that adds more trouble to that, that their, their defense that can't seem to get organized and keep clean sheets. Um, You know, Bobby Love said, on a serious note, with Arsenal's defensive struggles, Everton not great at the back, and City needing results to catch up, do you feel Pep will have to play his strongest squad? Now, Bobby, I think, had asked this either, I don't know, maybe it was during the the City game. Um, My initial thought had been, yeah, Pep is going to have to play his best squad. So here's City's next five fixtures. So uh, they they just played Newcastle yesterday, so Tuesday the 29th, so they'll play Sunday, the 3rd against Arsenal at home, and Wednesday, the 6th against Everton away. Those are the double game week 25, right there, 3rd and the 6th. Then they play again on Sunday. uh, That's game week 26 against Chelsea at home. And then they'll play another match uh, sometime between the 15th and the 17th um, for that FA Cup 5th round. So basically... I mean, they have a lot of games packed in here. And my initial thought had been, oh, yeah, they they have to. They have to play their top side or at least kind of a standardized side because they're trying to play catch-up. But now, after what was a pretty atrocious performance against Newcastle, I almost have this feeling like maybe there's some rotation incoming. Is that, like, fair for me to think or am I just overthinking it?
1: No, I don't think so. And I think the hard thing – to still say is that pep has so many great players at his disposal you know i i still have to watch i watched the highlights but i have to look, do a little bit more research on that newcastle manchester city game and you know i'm always a strong advocate of newcastle I, they just for I some reason love yeah when they're at St. James Park they're just not an easy out I think most people who have played this game for a while do do know that um but it's like what is his best team I I mean can you argue that like Silva I mean Silva didn't play is is he part right. of the best team? Like some people yeah. would say yes. Some people would yeah. say no. It's like, you know, and you have, you have Maras who is a fantastic scorer, and he wasn't used or did he get subbed on? I'm not a hundred percent sure. I don't think so. No. But I have to double think check that pitch. No, like he, you have to imagine that he plays some part of that double game week. He may even start one game. So if you are picking up like Asane or Sterling, who knows I mean you may get a full 91 game but you may only get like 20 30 minutes which which may be enough but again it's it's not that I think Arsenal away from home will, will ship some goals but everton at home isn't the easiest fixture I know they're not the best team yeah so I, it's it's tricky
0: right no it definitely is and I think that like we've we have, we, have a, we had a lot of questions this week about this double game week and I kind of want to like combine a couple here so Lane said is it worth even getting a City defender or keeper in for the double game week or is the defense too shit to waste the transfer and give myself another player that will blank in 27 and so I that's the next thing I kind of want to talk about is like City also have a blank in 27 so if you go hard and and Everton do as well so if you go hard and and bring a bunch of these City Everton players in for 25 you have 26 and 27 you have two free transfers to To get your team sorted so that you basically can put out 11 players in 27. So it's certainly a risk reward situation. If you load up and let's say, I mean, let's just play the hypothetical. Let's say you had six players, uh, you're not gonna field a full team without taking hits uh, for 27. Um, So it's definitely something that we need to balance. I think that Emma asks kind of an important question then like after the Man City performance tonight. Uh, how to make the double game week in 25 work. So everybody's team's a little bit different. We can't tell you exactly how to play it, but I think there are some kind of like guidelines that we can maybe talk about. So let's just start with like the first thing, Jake, and that's kind of Lane's question. Do we consider defenders yes or no? In my opinion, uh, one city defender I think would be appropriate, and I would probably be looking at Laporte. Um, The reason for that being he has played in every single Premier League game this year. I believe he started and played 90, actually, in almost every single one as well. He's probably the most nailed player in that back line. He just gives you a player that you know is going to play both games. Um, But outside of that, there's not really any other defender that I would even look at because of the rotation issues on top of uh, their poor defending.
1: I agree and then I would almost go one step further and say that if you don't have Laporte I wouldn't sorry my cat's being stupid um, god damn it Jake he, he's playing with boxes I'm not sure if you can hear that in the background I'm gonna go I, I'm gonna I go kill guessing
0: that it's just you that's playing with the boxes like a cat <laughs> yeah. and then you're like oh it's my cat you don't even have a cat
1: I do have a cat Okay, back back to what I was saying um, So yeah, I would go so far as to say No, I wouldn't waste the transfer If you have him, yeah, keep him um, I wouldn't get rid of him It's a shame because I think Mendy would be A perfect choice But he's just not worth the risk At this time So Yeah, he's not ready Yeah, he's just not ready That's where I'm at as well with that question
0: Yeah um emma also adds to break up how serious this conversation is now becoming she says also marriage guidance counseling to bring the best out of your relationship she says it feels like you guys have a camera metro thing going on over there uh that's funny because camera and metro fought each other during a yoga session
1: yeah who do you think is metro and who do you think is camera
0: uh, how about, how about you pick? I want you to pick. I want to see what you think about this.
1: Hmm. That's a difficult, that's a difficult choice. All right. I'll answer uh, it for you.
0: Okay. You are definitely Mitro.
1: Okay. That's what I'm... I was leaning, leaning to.
0: Tell me why. Tell me why you thought that you were Mitro. I want to hear it, Cause I have a different reason probably than what you thought.
1: Uh, I was thinking mostly because, I tend to all of a sudden let my temper flare like really quickly. And I feel like that's Mitro whenever I watch him play soccer. That was the that was the main reason. Not like a That's a that's a like dumb a reason.
0: Camera literally like tried to murder Mitro. If you want to be the angry one, be the other But guy. I
1: well, I guess that's that's very true, but I never see him get angry in actual games. Like I so like it was surprising to me when the news came out like that.
0: Hmm. I was gonna say I'm like camera because I'm a gangster and I'm real jacked up like he is. Definitely on the biceps eleven team. Mm-hmm. And you're more like Mitro because you're kind of like in a uh, slightly out of shape, worthless Eastern European.
1: Yeah, okay. I mean, he scores more <laughs> goals, so that, that there's that. So.
0: Goals per minute, though. I'm <laughs> uh, definitely. Plus, I'm a bad boy, and you're not. You're like a pseudo bad boy.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: All right. Oh. Well. Uh, all right, so she's looking for some marriage guidance counseling to bring the best out of your relationship. What's your what would be your one tip, Jake?
1: Uh whew, probably have to sit down and we have to say three reasons why we um why we respect each other and, and love each other, you know?
0: What if yeah. you and I had to play that game?
1: Yeah, I I don't know. I don't know if I could come up with three things, but
0: I'll t- I could tell you, Jake, I could come up with three, But oh. now I'm not going to share them because you're trying to be hurtful <laughs> on the podcast.
1: Uh, My piece of advice,
0: Emma, would Best be stuff. lots of back rubs. That's how Jake and I became so close in college, just the two of us. Right, Jake?
1: N- no, that's definitely not true.
0: Hmm. Well... Don't forget where you came from, Jake. Okay, back to the serious double game week stuff. Um, this brings us to, I think, another important question. So we've kind of established that maybe, you know, one city defender, maybe not any more than that, or not even wasting a transfer on it. Um, so now we can talk a little bit about the attackers. I mean, you've already mentioned Aguero, Sterling, Sané. I think those are the big three I definitely think some people are talking about uh, Bernardo as well. Some people talking about David. Some people talking about KDB. I don't think any of them are wrong. The issue is that all of them could be right. And most likely all of them are going to get minutes at some point. There's only so many positions on the pitch and so many minutes to be had. But it does bring us to a really interesting question. And and it comes from, uh, from Bobby Love and FPL Virgin. They both wrote in. Kind of similarly, and Bobby says, I'm considering triple-captaining Sané for this double game week. Is it worth the risk, or will Pep Roulette leave me proper cheesed off? I know I like to get cheesed off, if you know what I'm saying. (laughs) Yeah. Then Virgin asks, If playing a free hit in 32 and a bench boost in 35, and with Chelsea only having a 40% chance of a double outside of game week 32 and 35... Is game week twenty-five the best time to play the triple captain chip? So it's another thing that we're kind of dealing with right now is because of the way the blanks and doubles are falling, there might not be another really great time to play the triple captain chip to maximize uh, the chip usage here. Um, would you, Jake, consider dropping your triple captain on any city player this double game week?
1: That that is my single biggest concern right now in FPL is that last statement regarding the fact that we might not have another good double game week, which it's just so hard because last year, and and this is just kind of like one of those things, you remember the bad or you you remember the good recently. It's like memory bias we talk about sometimes with our friends who... Forget obviously about memory bias, Um, but that shot in in there
0: right now, good work.
1: (laughs) It's it's important, and so I remember using my triple captain last year on Kane. uh, Had a double game week. It was early in the season. Completely backfired. I don't. I think he came in as as a sub in the first game, and then played the second game and didn't get a single return. So I'm gun shy to use it this early. But the fact that I, I don't know when the next double game week is and for sure if it will happen, extremely concerning.
0: Yeah, there's so much uncertainty, isn't there, this year? Whereas, like, in years past, it has seemed, at least last year, the way I remember it is, like, that's the clear game week that I'm playing my triple captain. It's the best player that I can get against the best two opponents. Whereas this year, there's going to be a lot of variability in that triple captain playing... I, I'm i just not exactly sure like how best to handle it. Well, I yeah. want to just comment on what... Um, so Peter Blake, um, who also is a, a pretty good uh, FPL mind um, out in the Twitter sphere, he just uh, put a tweet out and didn't tweet it at us. I'm copying this from Peter, so I'm sorry, Peter, but good person to follow for those out there that are looking for more good FPL minds. So he said this, Okay, hear me out. This might seem odd. Uh, he says, one, a bench boost works best if the four bench players have good games. Uh, two, assume you'll free hit in double game week 32. The obvious bench boost is going to be in 35. Three, these game week 33 blanks will be uh, the double game week 35. Okay, so blank in 33, they become 35. So he says, what is the bench that you want here? And what he goes on to talk about is that there's very little value in those bench players that you're probably going to have in your team. Um, most of them are are, are lower-performing teams or teams that have at least one out of two really tough matchups. And so he goes on to argue, is it worth saving the bench boost uh, for 35? Why not save the triple captain for 35 uh, where you have some, some better options or players that you could play there? Um, so Peter's just kind of making this argument for like, maybe it's not as clear cut as we think maybe game week 35 shouldn't be reserved just for the bench or for the bench boost maybe a triple captain could be better played there as well i've also seen some arguments from some managers saying that the triple captain this year because of this kind of uncertainty and variability could certainly be what's the right word for it like i guess a huge differential this year uh whereas in years past a lot of managers were playing triple captain like at the exact same time on the same player
1: yes so back to answering the original question which i think was it from bobby love with the bobby and virgin both asking yeah so i would be more inclined if i was the triple captain player i think it would be coon um or maybe even sterling sane does tend to do very well but it's very hard to tell which games, um, and i I would just be afraid to to do that with with because you don't know if he's going to play the full full game. I mean, he got subbed off in the seventieth minute, which isn't terrible, but not not fantastic either. So I would be scared to do so.
0: Yeah, Sané has gotten pulled off the last three games: seventy second minute, seventy first minute, seventy third minute. So. excuse me, Uh, that's not to say that he's not going to play a full 90 or he's not going to start both games. It's just there is concern there that he's not going to maximize minutes. But I think if you put a triple captain on any city player this game week, you're definitely risking that, right? Like any of those players might not play 90. In fact, I was convinced I was going to use my triple captain this week. I was going to probably play it on Sterling, but because of their poor performance against Newcastle, I'm really turned off by it. I'm quite convinced that Pep is going to be really pissed off and he's going to give the likes of Mahrez, uh Bernardo, um, more minutes than, than what they've had in the last few, few game weeks. And I think that Sterling and Sané will both suffer because of it.
1: Yeah, and who even knows? He may throw... Uh... Gabriel in there, he's been yeah. playing really well, and maybe Coon only plays like sixty minutes one game and sixty minutes the next, or takes a game week off. So, even Coon, it's like you don't know, and that's not something that you want. Like last year, I felt I was wrong, but I felt that Kane. I think Kane got sick. I can't even remember. But yeah, he did. I, yeah, I felt Kane was like a good choice because I knew he would play hundred and eighty and. Granted, it didn't happen, surprisingly, but you want a player that you know is going to play 170 out of the 180 minutes at least. You're not going to get that with any City player at this time.
0: Yeah. Well, I I guess I would just leave it up to, uh, you know, how risky are you willing to be, right? Some people might argue that, like, if you knew Sterling was going to start and play 60 minutes in both games, that that's better than triple captaining, let's say, Salah in a single game week. Um, and they probably would be right, like, in that argument. I just, I don't know. I could totally see, like, Sterling playing one match and then not playing the other or some, or vice versa. It, I don't know.
1: Yeah, it just seems like there's so many things that we're making more and more excuses to find a way to triple And You know, I see people make the argument, well, like, Everton and Arsenal's defense aren't that good. Now, don't get me wrong. I have been extremely rough on Arsenal's defense and... The fact that they gave up another goal in like the ninety fourth minute to Cardiff proves their defense is not good. But Everton's isn't t- atrocious. Um, they still kept a shutout with a red card for the what thirty minutes. They didn't like about thirty minutes. They didn't have mm-hmm. a full team, so it's it's not it's not like Manchester City is playing Fulham and Huddersfield or Fulham and you know a washed up side so that's just another thing to really consider here but that's a
0: good point no i completely agree um i think it brings us to steven toomey's thought and and steven said that he's just skipping the double game week players he's not going to rip his team apart he doesn't think it's worth it i think that's a fair argument as well it's it's I mean, I wish I could give a more definitive piece of advice. I know that sometimes people want that from us where they just want us to like tell them what to do, but there's not really like a clear cut way on how to handle this double game week. Um, I can tell you what I'm going to do. I already have Laporte. Uh, I will probably have one, maybe two city attacking options, hoping to maximize that. I will not be touching any Everton players. So that's yeah, how i and- it.
1: And I'm on the different end of the spectrum because I had three Everton players. Um, I have Siggy, uh, Dinge, and then DCL. Um, And my plan is to keep Siggy. I'm going to get rid of uh, Dinge tonight. I think I need to decide what to do with him. And that's the trickier question. And I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to bring in Sterling and for Hazard, which is another discussion we probably should have in the pot at some time. I'm sure people have questions about it. And then the question for me becomes, do I go up to Laporte? Or do I just plan for something else for the rest of my team? Because if I bring in Laporte, yeah, I might get some points this week. But then I'm going to have to get him out of my team game week 27. Or just hold him and and hope the rest of my defense can cover. So that's where I'm kind of at. I'm just targeting Sterling because I can't bring in Kuhn. Um, maybe even just considering going with Sane and not, not reaching up to Sterling as another option, but.
0: Hmm. Okay. Well, I like all the thoughts. Uh, we've got like 25 minutes of solid double game week talking. So hopefully it gets people's minds rolling and thinking about this a little bit, um, you know, just keep in mind that you've got these Everton-Man City double game week in 25, but those players will also blank in 27. Uh, Chelsea players also blanking in 27. Um, so Chelsea will miss out and Brighton players will also miss out. So a lot of people are like kind of Chelsea-City heavy and then they also maybe have like an Everton player too. So just keep that in mind. I mean, it's not worth completely blowing your team up and taking like a ton of hits for Um but just keep in mind that twenty that blank in twenty seven, and then we have another blank game week coming up in thirty one, which we'll talk about a little bit more in next week's pod. Um, let's talk about how our teams did, Jake. Uh, let's kind of do like a quick version of our team. So, uh, why don't you start us off? How many points did you have? What was your game week rank? You know, what were you happy with, and then what was your 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 overall now?
1: Yeah, not happy with much. Um, 39 points, game week rank of 3,600,000, basically. Uh, The only two returns by attacking returns, well, three, but Jimenez and then Pogba. And then on the bench, I had Brooks, which I strongly considered starting for a long time and decided against it, unfortunately. And then I had one clean with uh, Johnny from Wolves. So, uh, yeah, 39 points, below the average of 42. Not a great week.
0: What's your overall now?
1: Overall, I didn't drop a ton. I stayed in the 300,000 range. I dropped to 388,000 overall.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, wah, wah. Sounds like your game week was so terrible. Uh... <laughs> it, wasn't, it
1: wasn't good. I'll say that much. Well,
0: let me talk about my game week for a moment, Okay. Uh, I finished on a solid 28 points. Game week rank of 5.3 million, which is actually only my second worst game week of the year. Uh, I have had some absolute car crashes of game weeks. It's remarkable because my overall rank is still 7,100. I know that like a lot of teams towards the top, It seems to me like a lot of teams towards the top made a lot of headway early in the season, and now we're all kind of just floundering about, you know, like with one another moving up and down slightly every game week. Uh, So super frustrating game week. I had, let's see, um, I had two returns. So uh, Pogba scored a goal, and Westwood had an assist, and then I had uh, multiple zeros. Um, from a couple different players. So it was good. It was a good game week. I had a lot of fun. And um, that's just how it goes sometimes. So I'm I'm mostly over it already.
1: Yeah, let's move on to the next week then.
0: Can't you just try to say something for once to make me feel better?
1: No, I don't have anything to make you feel better after that week.
0: I um... always, every time you have like a shitty game week, I talk you off a cliff. You're literally like, I'm going to quit my job i'm moving to norway so i can be good at fpl and i'm like jake jake calm down like you're happy in la the weather's nice there and then you get off the cliff and you just don't ever do the same for me it's really frustrating Yeah,
1: i would rather just shove you over the cliff you know you're a real dick jake you're a real dick
0: you know you've changed man you've changed since (laughs) this this pod man you've really changed
1: yeah for better (laughs) yeah
0: no, for worse. Just, oh, okay. God. Okay. Uh, all right. Um, league dive, leaderboard. Oh, a couple just cup updates. Um, I think Trim is still in. I think he is. He messaged me that he was still in it. Um, Arjan is out, uh, and he, this is pretty rough, out of the cup because of Charlie Daniels' 95th-minute goal to put my David Louise onto zero. Uh, he was tied with the other guy. And he would have gone through because the first tiebreaker is goal scored, so he would have gone through. But the yeah. the goal gave David Louise a minus, which um, that's a thing that, of
1: that's a thing of nightmares.
0: Oh God, yeah, that hurts. Um. So anyone and Charlie else that's still in the cup? Oh, yeah, yeah, that's the worst part. That's the worst <laughs> part about it. Um, uh, anybody else that's still in the cup? Um, please reach out. Let us know. Um, we're cheering for you. Um, remember, um, the second that you downloaded or streamed one of our pods, you signed a internet agreement uh, that anything you win in the cup, you have to give half of it to Jake and I. So, And that goes for all prizes associated with FPL or life for anyone that listens to this pod. So,
1: I think that's yeah. fair. It's a, it's a good trade-off, right? I think that's very fair
0: yeah okay let's do top 10 really quick uh new top tenor, uh buck sharp i don't know who that is at 10 mark edwards at nine neil Kura. at eight marco at seven samuel at six andrew bladen at five john eric torstein i think i say it different every week lone wolves is his team name Four, uh, matt frisky at three uh arne arnie at two and uh Freepe pearson has moved up to number one um, with a, a nice forty-seven points. Homebrew FC, who was really crushing Arnie, uh, had a, a worse game week than I—twenty-five game points. So, uh,
1: wait a second. Did I maybe? This might be because of the overnights. But are you in the top ten?
0: Yeah, seventh. Okay, so.
1: seventh. I just missed you there.
0: Okay, good. I'm about. F- I'm thirty-nine points off the top, so it could still be fucking coming home.
1: Yeah, we just got to turn things around for you. It's fine. It's yeah. going to be okay. It's
0: going to be we'll okay. Be all right. Yeah, Okay, let's take a short break. When we come back, we've just got a a few questions this week that we want to hit, talk a little bit about captains and plans, uh, a couple things to wrap up the pod, so stay tuned. Welcome back to the second half of the pod. Hope you have a good idea about how to at least approach this first double game week here. Jake certainly doesn't. He was just asking me for advice. I said I don't have time for that. I have a podcast to record and then I need to go to bed. So sorry, Jake, you're just gonna have to deal with that. Yeah, I'll
1: just mull it over as I work all night tonight. So It's
0: a good idea, yeah. Screw the animals. That's, Focus on yeah, FPL.
1: Just just have FPL up and just just ponder. It's when I do my best work.
0: <laughs> There's like dogs bleeding out on the table and you're just <laughs> hmm. Hmm. Who should who
1: should I bring in this week? Hmm. Uh, that's dark. Okay. That is dark. dark. We shouldn't I'm joke about place. that. Don't do that tonight.
0: Um, no, okay. I won't. I won't. Um, uh, Guillermo Roldan. I think I'm saying the name right. Uh, I, I have kind of brought something to my attention, um, maybe a couple weeks back. Just talking a little bit about the prediction models that exist out there. So. I don't know who, how many people use these. Are you interested? Jake, do you follow, like, the prediction models that, like, Fix or Fantasy Football Scout put out?
1: Um, I use... Well, I didn't know Scout actually put, up, put out prediction models. Uh, I like to use FPL Odds a lot. I feel like they yeah. do a pretty good job.
0: Yeah, so there's some prediction models that kind of exist that attempt to um, quantify... Or, like, uh, yeah, quantify some different statistics um put them together to produce uh basically like a predictive number of how many points a player might have based off of their matchup. Um and so Guillermo's been looking at this because he's been doing some wildcard planning uh and trying to figure out like are these models accurate? Uh if so, which ones are more or less accurate. So um actually I was quite interested. So he took like a made a giant spreadsheet of like I think almost all the players in FPL and calculated out like um, an average accuracy. He found that Scout had uh, an 85% accuracy and Fix was at 87%. Um, and he had like removed injured players from from that calculation because um, like players that maybe were last minute selected to be injured. So anyways, kind of interesting. I was surprised by how accurate the models were. Um, I don't know like if they're evolving models like every week they change or if they're basically put together at the beginning of the season. I don't know a lot about the construction of them, but I was pretty interested to see how accurate they were.
1: Yeah, very interesting. I mean, that's obviously very, very close. Not not too far off, but I'm surprised they're that accurate. It's pretty impressive.
0: Yeah, uh, granted. It is So those numbers were an average of all players. So I'm going to guess that there's extreme variability. Like if we look at as we drill down, right, and get into Mm -hmm. specific maybe positions or teams or um, individual players, there's going to be a lot more variability. Um, But average for the entire uh, league is pretty good.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. Okay, Uh, Guillermo's going to keep us posted on that, um, which I I hope he does. He's just going to look at like a a few weeks, I think. So I think this data was with two or three weeks, and I think he's just going to do it for two or three more to kind of get a a feel for how that works. And we'll report back um, once he kind of finishes that up. So fun little project there. Um, Okay, so we have just a handful of questions here that we thought we'd get into. Um, most of the talk this week was really about the upcoming double game week, but we have a lot of dingy questions. Um, Ross Kenny, who do I replace him with? Andy Lakeman, which, if any, uh, oh, here we go. Uh man, Defender, do I bring in for twat face Lucas Dinge with my beautiful baby free transfer and a glorious 5.6 mil? I feel like I have to say some of these with English accents. Uh, Frank, name me a bigger roller coaster on planet Earth than Dingy. Um, Sean, number one, back again. Number one. Uh, who are your recommendations uh, for E, and Alonzo replacements? Was thinking Robertson and TAA, but suddenly Liverpool aren't keeping clean sheets. And then Peter Gray, what's the right amount of time uh, to slap uh, Digne with? uh my my penis i think it's an eggplant but i think he means penis uh what's the what is the right amount of time jake do you think to get him to get him with your dong <laughs> a few times
1: uh probably not super long maybe like a couple couple two or three slaps
0: yeah couple yeah couple slaps yeah That's maybe it.
1: maybe 3 just for his minus 3 in 2 game weeks
0: yeah, Maybe one. Oh, so it's a it's a point. So what happens when he does score points for you? Then what do you have to give him?
1: <laughs> uh, a, I mean, I don't. I'm not going to have to answer that question because he's he's right out of my team. I don't think I've had so much hatred for a player in in a long time.
0: Just, yeah, pretty outrageous. I mean. A lot of managers were super frustrated, obviously, when he didn't start. But then for him to come on, and how long was he on before that red card came?
1: Twelve minutes, maybe? No, seven. <laughs> I don't. What? Well, I didn't even see it. Was it worth it? Was it truly a red card? That's my question.
0: Well, he. I think the other player was played through, right? That was my understanding, and okay. that it kind of tangled up with him and tripped him up. Okay. It. I don't know that it was like anything atrocious. It was just bad, wrong position, maybe or bad less- place, bad time last man yeah i mean
1: that's hard we're being harsh on him but yeah i mean now now that fixtures are turning get him out there's
0: nothing harsh about slapping a guy with your dick okay (laughs) there's nothing harsh about yeah with your eggplant if if he deserved it he deserved it i wonder if our um if our our dildo sponsorship could could make us some uh, art of the dive eggplant dildos
1: hopefully i mean i feel that's like that's why we have them around
0: yeah, they should be able to make dildos out of anything. Am I right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, I guess we can probably get into like the actual question now. Um, I guess who who are you bringing in to replace him? I, I, I get, you know, there's there's a few options that I'll just kind of outline it, and then you're the one that has to deal with the problem. So maybe you can kind of take it. <laughs> uh, a couple fields of thought that I've been seeing online that people have been talking about moving down, super super low, um, like going to a four point five. Uh, and then using that money to maybe upgrade like a city into a city midfielder for this double game week. Uh, some people are just going like for like, like with a, a Doherty um, or I don't know who else, like Pereira. Per- Pereira. Yeah, um, I could see people doing that like for like. And then some people, well, a lot of people actually, because of the whole Kane situation a couple weeks ago, uh, like Andy Lakeman, have, have money in their bank, they can go up a little bit or even a lot. Um, I've heard some people talking about like finally getting into that Liverpool double, which they haven't had, or, you know, even going to a a city player like Laporte for this double game week. Uh, What are you thinking, Jake?
1: Well, yeah, I I think with regards to city, we answered that. I personally don't know if I'd bring a city defender in, but if you're not going to have enough players that are doubling I think Laporte is the only one you can consider really. It's just not that great. Um you're you're I guess what are you banking on? Like they get one clean out of the two? <clears throat> I guess that's that's the thought. Arsenal's offense hasn't been that terrific and Everton tend to sometimes struggle to score goals, but uh my plan is more to stay where I'm at because Going down doesn't really benefit me a ton. It doesn't really bring in... It doesn't doesn't give me more options. I can't. I still can't bring in Kuhn up top. I don't have enough because I have Rashford and Jimenez. And I already have enough money to go to Sterling. And I don't think I will have quite enough, even if I drop to like... What I was looking at was like maybe Tompkins. So... Going from Dinge to Tompkins gives me an extra 1 mil. So then I would have 3 mil in the bank. It it still doesn't get me up to Sterling for, like, Pogba, so why not just switch Has to Sterling is my thought. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I'm going to go Pereira, and we were talking about this. It looks rough because his next two fixtures are, like, Man United at home and then Spurs. But he then has a fantastic run of fixtures. He has attacking returns and there's I was looking at the clean sheet tables. It's really a cluster after Liverpool. Like Liverpool has thirteen, but then Chelsea, Man City, Tottenham, ten, ten, nine, Crystal Palace is eight, Leicester seven, and I you know, I think that with their better run of fixtures, they're gonna catch up to Spurs and Crystal Palace, so I think Pereira is my answer at this time.
0: Yeah, the big thing is just that he doesn't blank, right? That's what you... I mean, you and I were talking a little about it. So there's only a handful of teams that don't blank the rest of the season. Bournemouth, Burnley, Huddersfield, Leicester, Liverpool are the five right now that are guaranteed not to have any blanks. So especially if you've dropped that wild card already, you need to start thinking kind of down the road. How are you going to manage these blanks and doubles coming up? Uh, and one way to do that is to make, especially when your hand is forced, like in a situation like this, uh, to maybe move to a player that you know isn't going to have any of those blanks. So I think it's a solid move. Like like you said, really tough next two fixtures, but, uh, but definitely something from a long-term perspective that could really benefit you. And statistically, he's been great. Uh, he has uh, 10 attempted assists in his last five games. Uh, he has, um, let's see, three... He has nine shots in his last uh, five games. I mean, it's very good for a, a player that's listed as a defender. He often plays further up the pitch. Today he played um, a bit further back, but, but normally he is playing a little bit further up the pitch, sometimes almost as a winger for them. So I don't know. He's someone I'm looking at as well.
1: Yeah, and the other thing I was going to say is if you don't have double Liverpool defense, I, st- I still think that's a reasonable choice as well.
0: Yeah, they haven't kept uh, cleans in the last two games. To say that they're not keeping cleans, I don't know. It's like they've had two kind of rough games with an absolute patchwork of a defense. Um, I do think that they're missing, you know, not having uh, Trent around. I think that um, that has forced players to play out of position with players like Fabinho and Wijnaldum playing in that back line. really has changed up the way that that back line has functioned. Um, and, and just put guys in uncomfortable positions or, or different positions. I know that Fabinho is talented enough to play there, but just a position that Liverpool's not used to having him in. So I think TAA is probably going to be back this next game week or the week after. I'm really hoping this next game week, I'm, um, I'm hoping for that just cause I don't have a lot of sub options right now, but, um, but yeah, I think he would be a, a great pick. Um, if you don't have Rabo, I think he's been an awesome pick all year agreed yeah okay let's keep moving then and i guess you know we had talked a little bit about like bringing sterling on um jim asks hazard out for sterling for the double uh he's getting a little uh getting a little british on me here we go uh well, should well he's yeah. also asking should uh denier be forced to farm horse shit until his suspension is over and then he says something that doesn't make any sense, but I they wanted me to read it. Should I read it like who should I read it like? Harry Potter?
1: <laughs> yeah, let's read it like Harry Potter.
0: Bum, 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 bum. I need the music. Uh and that thanks. And that needs to look at this and isn't mirror before the gutslet. Did I nail it?
1: Yeah, I think you nailed it.
0: I don't know what even that means. They all thought that would be funny if I read it, so whatever. Uh hazard out for sterling for the double. Uh that's what I'm doing. Are you?
1: Yeah, I, I hate to say it. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh we're gonna get a lot of write ins about the coughing and the clearing of throats. Yeah, what's your pot. deal? I don't know, it's the overnights. I just blame everything on that. Um, <laughs> I
0: don't know. I don't know why so, I hit that old lady on the way into work. It's the, <laughs> of the office. Yeah. Oh god,
1: I just it it pains me to take out a player who's going against Huddersfield, who honestly defensively are probably one of the more okay teams in the Premier League right now, which is really sad, but just pains me. But but it's like what happened in that game today? I I don't even know. But 4-0? like dear goodness, Chelsea are in shambles. Like just dear disarray. goodness
0: indeed, dear goodness indeed. Dear Hashtag goodness. sorry out.
1: Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. I have to look that game over and see what what the hell happened. But uh, I I'm oh. leaning yes to that question, and then yes to Dinge. I would prefer cow shit because it smells worse. Like horse shit. Yeah, horse shit's smell pretty easy bit. to deal with. It's easy yeah. to deal with too, right? Yeah, it's kind of nice for him. Um, Unless that then,
0: horse has diarrhea.
1: Yeah, like salmonella. Yeah. Got him. Got him. Uh, and then I don't know what to say to the last comment.
0: Yeah. I don't know what that means. Yeah, maybe somebody can explain it to us. Uh, maybe Jim can help. Please help, Jim. <laughs> Uh, all right. Couple more questions, and then we'll talk a little bit about our plans. I, I know we've kind of hit on them in captain shots for the week. Um, Jamie Dodd, if oh, I think Jamie's, do you think Jamie's ever rode in before? I don't think so. Jamie Dodd, don't uh, recognize. It doesn't name. Anyways, sound familiar. Anyways, yeah. If 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 you have, I'm sorry. If not, uh, welcome. Uh, if Pog was out for the next game week, is it better to bench when you have point nine tied up, or is it all about the points and getting a player like Sun? I feel if I sell him, I probably couldn't afford to get him back, and I don't want to be pummeled when he hauls with his 42% ownership. So for those that don't know, uh, Pogba went off a little gimpy at the end of their match. Um, the, the reports are that he went in for a scan today sometime, but we don't know the details of it. Um, some are saying that it's just a knock. Others are saying that it's a little groin strain. Uh, if it's a groin strain, he'll almost certainly be out for this uh, game week. Um, maybe back for the next one Um, if it's just a knock I guess we'll just see when he when he's run out at practice so um, let's play the game let's just play the hypothetical that he's hurt um, and that he won't be playing this game week Uh, do you move for like a player like son even if you got Pogba really early and now you're going to kind of you know lose that money that you had tied up on him going to be hard to get him back what do you think Jake
1: yeah, it hurts that you can't somehow rearrange to get him back. Um, I I would lean toward bringing in Sun though, if we know that he's going to be missing a game or two. Even trying to think like <sighs> if it would be somehow possible for me because I'm in that similar situation. I th- I think I could probably swing having Sun and then bringing Pogba back down the road. Um, yeah. So it's, hard, but it, it's a hard question if you can't have both personally, <clears throat> much, I, you know, I don't have a fantastic answer for you, but I would lean toward yes.
0: Yes. Yeah, so it's, son's been prolific. I, you know, he's been in an incredible score. I, I would definitely consider, um, bringing son in if we knew Pogba was going to be out for a couple game weeks. Um. If it's really up in the air and we're not really sure, I tend to play a little bit more conservative. I'd probably just try to, like, you know, bench Pogba for the week and, and try to see if we got more information on it. But, um, you know, I, I don't think you're going wrong by having Sun in your team versus if, if it's one or the other, Pogba versus Sun. They're both pretty close for me, so I would definitely consider it. Um, all right, two-point sex sounds. How long before we think it's safe to bring Sun back? Well, I think um, I think now I, I think two point sex sounds wrote this in before um, before Sun played his today. His
1: game week, yeah. yeah, his game.
0: Yeah, yeah. Bring him back. Also, in. what are your, what are your opinions on me calling two point? Oh, two point sex sounds. Which one do yeah. you like better? I like the two Okay, I'm gonna roll with two point sex sounds for a while. I just okay. want to see how it comes off. I like that. You know? Okay. Yeah. We'll see. Okay. Yeah. Uh so I think that's like what we have for questions. Let's just talk a, a little bit more about like the game week in particular here. Um you know, there's there's kind of the obvious move from a captaincy perspective to just go with a double game weaker. Is there any can you think of any argument? I'm having a hard time coming up with one. Can you think of any argument against captaining a double game weaker?
1: Mm, the only argument I could <clears throat> could make is that Mo Mo may go off against West Ham. West Ham's defense has been pretty lackluster of late. That's true. Yeah. So I don't think it's completely wrong to still consider Mo. Um, his chances of scoring two goals in that game, I feel like, are pretty high. But I would lean toward a guy getting double game weeks because, again, you know, if he plays both games, which Again, we said might might be hard to say for sure, but assuming like Kuhn or Sterling can play in both games or even Sane, you're getting four points just for him showing up on the pitch, right. which is pretty pretty decent.
0: Yeah, I a huge argument I think for Sterling is that right now he's only eleven percent owned. Can you imagine like I mean by the game week he might be fifteen or sixteen percent owned, but Can you imagine like if you hit on a captain that's that low of ownership, like what it could do to your rank? Yeah, that is
1: a really great point that I forgot to mention as well. I looked at that and was kind of blown away that it's still only 11% for him, but he is expensive and he hasn't had a lot of double returns and this might be the week, week for him to do it.
0: Well, and that's why some are arguing that maybe we should just throw the triple captain on him. Like, if that's your reasoning, right, why not just throw the triple captain? It has, because really, I don't know, like, what's the best way to play the triple captain? Is it, do you make a, the safest play possible, or do you play it as the highest risk, highest reward play that you can? This would be a situation where you could really, really jump up in game week rank if you nailed it.
1: Uh, I agree, and that that's the argument for it, and I wouldn't fault anyone that does it. It, that's yeah. how i would look at it and i'm still somewhat tempted to do it because i know i'm going to be bringing them in so i have to, i have some time to think about it and i'm going to consider and and read and spend many a time pondering it you know at night time huh. alone yeah.
0: <laughs> good okay uh now you had said kind of what is your plan for the week i mean what are you thinking you're going to be doing
1: so at this time, I'm considering taking a minus four with two freeze and taking Dinge out for Pereira, uh, Pogba to Sun, and then Sterling to Has,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and then keeping actually- Sig. Yeah, keeping Siggy in. I have Brooks who picked up a knock, but just keeping him on my team. Um and then sticking with Jimenez and Rashford up top and DLC who I'm I'm probably gonna just have on the bench but hopefully he right. maybe plays a game.
0: Yeah, I I actually think I'll probably do our, a little mini wild card my first hit of the year this week.
1: Ooh, uh, big. That's yeah, big.
0: yeah, it is big for me. Um, I took a total of three hits last year. I think I haven't taken one yet this year. Uh, I'm thinking I'm going to probably bring in uh, Sterling Sane and in order to do that probably have to move column Wilson um, who is apparently had knee surgery. I didn't even know that um, wasn't revealed till after the match. So that's always good to know. You know, and one thing. I...
1: Oh, go ahead. I didn't mean to interrupt you.
0: Well, he won't be back. I was just gonna say he won't be back till the end of February now. So I'm probably just going to move him.
1: Yeah. And that just goes into the point. I know we're getting, getting to that hour, but we didn't talk at all about the forward situation. What are you what are your like brief thoughts on that?
0: Brief? I there's like not a four that I really like. I mean Rashford I like. Um, I don't know. Ings I, I mean aren't Barnes, you just returns by
1: like all of them, right? Like Mitrovic, Brace, Jimenez, Brace. Yeah. The forty seven year old Glenn Murray, Brace. Like, what's going on? I I just again I guess that points more to the argument that even like owning a guy like Obamaang, who had a goal and an assist against Cardiff, you could have literally had any other two mid-priced forwards and done better. Yeah, it just just blows my mind. But if if you had to pick two guys to like move forward with for the rest of the year, do you have any in your?
0: I mean, I think Jimenez is a great pick. Um, I think Rashford is the other really good pick. I think if you're going to go premium, the only one that I would look at is Aubameyang. I mean, he's just got the stats to su- to support him as a striker. And even though he's he had a couple rough game weeks before this, you know, I it's he's probably going to spin that around now. I he just is is on an attacking team as well that flows through him a lot. Um, but I, I think that this idea of like not going with premiums has worked for a lot of people that have gone with it. I mean, I've kind of been into it the whole year, and it's gone decent thus far the downer is when any of those premiums hit normally my overall rank takes a massive dump but um thus far this year they they haven't been as consistent as in years past so i don't know yeah. that's my thoughts okay okay um okay so just a couple little things uh we've got a couple more questions just at the end of the pod but making sure to follow us please on uh on Twitter, Instagram. Um, online. You can follow us on our webpage, uh, divefpl.com, and then download our podcasts wherever you find podcasts. We're actually like everywhere now, Jake. I know I didn't really tell you that, but I didn't realize like how the podcast world works. I thought that you had to like submit your podcast onto all of these different platforms. And basically what happens is like once you get onto a couple and you have an RSS feed through a host like SoundCloud, like we do, um, people can just use your podcast. I don't know exactly how it works. Like we're on like all these different apps now. So yeah, we're almost everywhere, but, but subscribe, um, to us on those apps and, um, and leave reviews and share it with people. We really appreciate it. We actually had the most, a uh, second most plays that we've ever had on a podcast on our last one, um, which was kind of cool. Yeah. So, kudos
1: to us there.
0: Well, yeah. Kudos to the people that take the time to listen to our averagely produced hour-long podcast every week so thanks we appreciate that
1: yeah um, i wouldn't i mean we do appreciate it but like good for you guys that's impressive to struggle yeah struggle through it that is. so
0: <laughs> yeah to struggle through our podcast every week we really we really appreciate it no i i don't mean to to talk down about our podcast. i think our podcast is good jake i think we do a good job we share some good information we're mostly fun we interact with people well so I've listened to a lot of podcasts now, and there's some there's some very good ones out there, some other ones that are, are awesome, and there's some other ones out there that I um, are not, and it's just the reality of it, so I'm happy that we have a nice little crew, little community that follows us, so um, anyways, uh, Louis, Marco, question for the pod, in the family mini-league, a few of the bottom dwellers are starting to give up, uh, I need a forfeit for whoever ends up last to keep them interested, any ideas, so... This is a question that um, a lot of people ask at this point in the year because mini leagues tend to kind of get blown up by this point and some people are still paying attention, some aren't. Um, I've had a couple or heard a couple good ideas in the past that people have had uh, to try to keep the mini leagues interesting. Um, A couple quick ideas. You could do like monthly. So, you know, when you go into the mini league, you can sort by monthly leaders. So you could put like small prizes on uh, monthly like... You know, whoever finishes last has to buy a round of beers or, um, I don't know, take everybody out for a a pizza or something like that. That's a good one. Um, You could also do like if you could also do uh, somebody wrote this in last year, actually, I think, where they have the bottom half of their league at the end of the year has to take out everybody the top half the league basically for like a nice big meal so what happens is like basically the people in the bottom half continue to compete until the end of the year because they don't want to be in the bottom half do you have any good ideas jake for those in mini leagues that are starting to fall apart
1: no i I mean i like those ideas um you know maybe some pumpkin spice lattes you know for everybody whatever that's
0: a stupid idea if i've ever heard one
1: uh i just think it's funny that our guy who's in last place made his name uh pumpkin spice ballas. i just uh, it makes <laughs> me happy spice
0: yeah i agree uh bobby love asked uh if i think it's to me if you could swap jake for any current premier league manager uh to pod with who would it be um that's a good question i think neil warnock probably oh my god <laughs> i
1: literally was just thinking the warlock
0: <laughs> yeah, the, uh, Neil, Neil Warlock We have to catch Harry Potter <sighs> He's a menace to us all uh, Yeah the guy um, Seems like he's um, Kind of a head case And for that reason I would like to have him on the podcast What about
1: Klopp? I feel like Klopp would be good
0: Yeah but can you imagine Klopp like if I was talking to him On the other end the way we're set up now And he would just pause and be like daddy's sexy voice there yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like it's very yeah. sexual yeah that's a, that's
1: a great question my mommy loves. i think we should yeah. make that
0: happen All right we'll get neil on the pod uh let's get out of here jake good pod buddy uh good luck this double game week uh and good luck to everybody else i'm marco and i'm
1: jake and remember you should dive